Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce, combat, coaching is the flavor of the day. We're also helping me understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 136th episode, the Holy Lover series continues with how to save my marriage when my wife is just plain giving up. Gift 25, part two of is sex more important for wives. Plus, live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that queue, 313-RADICAL, that's 313-723-4225, or you can call from your browser at callinstudio.com slash radical1. Don't wait. Get in there now for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so now we have the quote of the day, quote, in the marriage act, love is triune. Wife gives self to husband and husband to self. And out of that mutual self-giving is born the ecstasy of love. The spirit, too, must have its ecstasy. 
what the union of husband and wife is in the order of flesh, the union of the human and the risen Christ is in holy communion. End quote. General Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, and so now we get into the meat of the matter. And um, the Catholic Alpha's radical rant of the day, how to save my marriage, my wife has given up. Six reasons the marital embrace is more important for women and why, part two. And so yesterday uh, we covered part one, which was an overview of kind of today's show. Um, and um, if you want to go and get and, um, and watch that or listen to it, however you want to do it, then you can go to my YouTube channel, uh, Catholic Alpha Radical Live. It'll come right up. Click on the live, L-I-V-E, the live tab, and then you'll see yesterday's show is right there. All you got to do, you can play it, listen to it, or something while you're working out, while you're driving to work, or whatever. But let's get started with today. So today is Gift 25, Part 2, and Gift 25 of a Holy Lover states a holy lover must recognize he is duty-bound to give his beloved the gift of at least one orgasm during the holy caress. Okay, so, right. So, we ain't going to go into that again today because we went on into it yesterday. But if you really want to understand the, the, the reasoning behind that, like I said, go listen to episode 135. Um, on um, my YouTube channel at Catholic Alpha Radical Live. Um, but the gist of it is, as we're going to see today, uh, we don't want our wife to feel like she's not a human person, that she's being used as an, as an object or a utensil, okay? And so that is why we, make, we must be very careful not to make our beloved feel like that. And when she doesn't have even one measly climax then over time, she begins to feel that she that you are selfish and she is just an object of your desire, which is not how women want to feel. OK, <coughs> excuse me. So yesterday uh, we covered some questions and we're going to go over those questions real quick just to, to get things. Uh, I'm going to review them really quick just so we can um, get back in the mood of what we're trying to cover today. And so the first is, why is sex more important for women? Well, simple. Women are receivers. Okay. And um, next, women are nurturers because they're emotional. They're more emotional because of the natural law. And you have to understand that sex affects women a lot more deeply than it affects men. So affects them, it affects them emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. Okay. Next, why for the most part are men so inadequate? At making love. Well, because we are naturally, men and women are born selfish. It's just part of concupiscence, which, which means basically order towards sin after the fall. So we are conditioned after birth to be selfish, and the I is more important than the we or the you. Uh, men are not taught 
uh, about it about intimacy and learn it from winging it. Basically, just what they pick up on the streets or from their friends or whatever. The concepts of authentic masculinity are not given to us as we grow up. <clears throat> so, that being said, um, men are not taught authentic masculinity, which is Christ himself and what that means. Um, and, I and it behooves you to learn about that. The next question is, why do men focus more on themselves during the marital embrace instead of their wives? OK, so men are not taught or conditioned these days to control ourselves. Emotion and the way we feel is the way we brought we are brought up these days. Men are not taught what sex truly is, why it is important and how intimacy inside and outside the bedroom can enhance his relationship with God, his wife and his family. All right. So we're going through these real fast, y'all. Like I said, if you want to get more in depth about what these and more in depth of these questions and stuff, like I said, you can listen to episode 135. That's 135. Next, why can't the ultimate goal for a man during the mental embrace be to have an orgasm? Well, because it keeps the focus on self, which is important. We can never focus on ourselves when we are making love with our wife. Men, we, we will, husbands will forget that sex is not about him, but God and his wife. Women rise, women rise slowly, but also fall slowly when it comes to um, intimacy. If he focuses on his pleasure, he will lose control before she is fulfilled, which is very important. OK, we cannot have that happening. And then the last question before we go to break and really get into the meat of today's show. If a wife constantly over months and years does not experience deep and fulfilling climaxes, what is the consequences for her, the husband and the marriage? Well, a woman will start to think that her husband is selfish. She will become bored with lovemaking. She will make she will she may refuse to even make love to him. She will see the marital embrace as a chore instead of a chance for the unity with her beloved. Uh, the emotional connection will all but leave the marriage. He will become frustrated with her and resentful. He will blame her and think she doesn't love him. The marriage will become lackluster and passionless, and she will start to think he doesn't love her. Okay, so those are important. Those are important. Um, so I hope that you guys got some out of that. And so after the break, we will get into the meat of it and start talking about some St. Pope John Paul II. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's 
That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, okay, we are back. So give me a call. If you're... If your uh, marriage is uh, lackluster, it has no passion, you don't understand, you don't understand how to maintain control when you're making love with your wife, um, or, you know, you don't really understand the things that I'm talking about and you have a question, hey, ask me. Um, That's what I'm here for. Um, If you don't ask questions, you don't really know what's going on. Um, And like I said, you don't have to give your name and stuff. Nope. Some guys do. Some guys don't. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, We're all trying to help each other anyway. Um. And the other thing is when um, when we have premature ejaculation problems, we don't really realize what that does to our wife and what it does to our confidence as a man. So get in the queue uh, at uh, 313-723-4225. Basically, that's uh, um, that's uh, 317 uh, Radical. And um, that will get you to me on the call real quick. Um, that's 313 call 313 radical. That's 313 radical so that I can help answer your problems and your questions. So now let's get into the heart of it. Okay. And let me find my little, I was supposed to do that at the beginning. So let's get, before we really get into the six things and the quote on, um, from some Paul, some St. Paul two. Um, well, let's, let's, t- let's talk about something that's really, really important that we must understand before we get into all of this. So what is love? What is love? Okay. Love is defined in the Catholic faith as willing and ensuring the true good of the other. So that is God's definition of love, willing and ensuring the true good of the other. So when we are making love to our wife, we got to ask ourselves if we, if our wife is, we're making love, we're trying to unify our marriage and unify ourselves with God and the Trinity, and we're making love. Okay, if I, as a man, am thinking about myself and um, I lose control at the wrong time, am I, as a man, willing the good of my wife? You know, am I putting her best interest at heart? If I don't do the things it takes before we start making love outside the bedroom to ensure that I do not lose control and I fulfill her, then am I? do I really love her? Am I really putting her first and foremost? Is she, is she the most important thing in my mind at the time? And we've got to understand that. We've got to understand that, man. Love is about action and commitment. Love is not a feeling. Love is not a feeling, man. It's really not. Because why? If you use love as a feeling all the time, first of all, you're not going to love God properly. You're not going to love your wife properly. You're not going to love your kids properly, which is your main mission as a man. You're going to be worried about your feelings all the time. You know, oh, I don't don't love her today, so I'm not going to tell her I love her. Or, you know, I don't really want to, I don't really feel like talking today, and she wants to talk, so I ain't going to listen to her. You know, stuff like that. If you love your wife, 
you will put her first and foremost, and she must know it. That's the other thing. Women go by actions. Yeah, they like their work. They hear the words, and that helps them fall in love with you. But as she gets over time and as she gets older and stuff like that, women start to go, okay, look, all that talking was cool when we was 20, <laughs> but we 30 and 40 and 50 now. You know, I need some actions. If you love me, show you you love me. Okay. And that's what this is about. Why would I bring up the taboo word, taboo word love? Well, in order to make love and be the best variation, the best versions of ourselves in this act, we must understand what love actually is. And since we know, since we now know that love is seeking the good and well-being of our beloved, then we must move to ensure we ignite a mindset of complete self-giving in the bedroom. Because as you will soon understand, St. Pope, St. Pope John Paul II um, um, demands that uh that we have that we give our wives orgasms and a deep fulfilling sexual experience for our wife is demanded once once we start getting to that. It's very important that you know that that you know sex is just not about you for you fulfilling your needs. And look, I understand as a husband, you know, you've got your needs and wants and desires too. But you can never allow that to be first and foremost. Again, why? Because wives, they rise slow, they rise slowly when it comes to intimacy, to the marital embrace. They rise slowly. So if you get too excited and you don't think about her and focus on her and focus on God and things like that, you're going to lose control and your wife is not going to be happy. And then another thing too, women, women, women during the mental embrace, they they fall slowly too. So if you lose as a man, you lose control. Your wife is she for another half hour, an hour, she might still be wanting to make love and be wanting to be intimate and stuff. And there you are as a husband, you didn't roll over and went to sleep. And then your wife is up, up, you know, up downstairs washing dishes, you know, watching TV, all that kind of stuff. This is the main thing as a husband. This is how one of the clues that you have done your job and, 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 and may love your wife properly. Now, listen close because you, you ain't going to like it. But here's the truth. If after making love to your wife, if you roll over and go to sleep, she doesn't and she starts watching TV or she starts getting up doing chores or she gets up and gets on the phone and start texting people and going on and going to, to, to going on YouTube and Facebook and all that stuff. You fail. You fail. Because as a man, you've got to understand your woman. You've got to understand when she's fulfilled. And if you if you guys make love and your wife is still up, then that lets me know that she let you know too. That's a clue that you're not on your job. All right. Now that's not people don't mean to like hearing that, but it's the truth. Okay. And we're going to go into that more in a second. Okay. So in order for her to feel as a complete woman and for you to have treated her with the dignity, do a human person, um, um, women must men and women must understand. I mean, a, a husband must understand that his wife needs these things in order for her to feel that she is loved. Okay. So now on the last show, uh, let me make sure I got this right. So in today's episode, we will cover, we'll go over the six important reasons that sex is more important for women and why. As a reference and collaboration, 
We will use St. Pope John Paul II's quote from his book, Love and Responsibility. Uh, St. Pope John Paul II helps us with the understanding of love as well as our responsibility as men to sacrifice our immediate pleasure and put our ultimate goal on hold. See, this is what I'm trying to get you to understand, that the church and me and whatever are not saying that you as a man don't deserve to be, you know, to be, to have pleasure. We're not saying that. What we're saying is you, you can't be first and foremost in your mind. Now I talk to guys all the time. The first thing they say is, Oh, I always make sure she gets hers. Well, what does that really mean? Do you even know what it really means? You really don't. I can't tell you how many guys come to me. Oh yeah. Talked to a guy yesterday. Oh man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, our sex was great. It was great. It was great. It was great. And I was, and it just when guys talk like that, to me, that's just ego. It's just ego. If if your intimacy was so great, why is your wife gone? Because intimacy is just more about the sexual act, the marital embrace. It's all about so about communication. Can you communicate with her properly? You know, it's all about making love to her outside the bedroom too, like. Outside the bedroom is just as important as making love inside the bedroom. Okay. And if, if, if we think that, you know, that, oh, I'm so great. I'm good. She never complained. Well, of course your wife's not going to complain. Number one, cause she don't want to hurt your feelings. Think about it. We're making love and we get done. And my wife go, oh man, that was terrible. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, most women have class and they're not going to say that. They're going to do what? They're going to endure it. Women will endure. If a woman loves you, she will endure her unhappiness for a long, long time. Why? Because you guys are bonded and she loves you and she feels you love her. And so if 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 you guys are making love, then and and your wife isn't, isn't really fulfilled as a woman, she won't say, you know, well, I think this is, I, I don't think that was good enough sex for me. I don't, I'm not fulfilled. Now, if you ask her and you man up and you ask her and she, and she doesn't think that you're going to, uh, that you're going to get on her or be mad at her or that she can talk to you without feeling that you're going to demean her and tell her she's full of whatever, then yes, your wife will tell you what kind of if, if you're if she feels that you know that you are loving her properly. But if you're one of those guys, which most of us are, we don't bring it up because we don't want to know the truth. Well, we've, we we have an idea that we're not the best that we can be, and so we'll just take things the way they are. And what happens is over months and years and things like that, our wives become not want to uh, be intimate with us, and that's a shame. It's a real shame. Okay, so um, in order to ensure the true good and fulfillment of our wife, so I will break down the, his quotes on this subject into reasons. And hopefully this reasoning will help you adopt a mindset of service and giving during the marital embrace. And that's what this is about. Your third mission as a man is to serve. Okay. You're the leader in the home, but yeah, your job is to serve. So that means what? You can't be running around not doing the things that you that you want everybody else to do, but you don't do it. So in order to serve your wife, it's one of the main ways to serve your wife is to sacrifice your desires for her when you guys are making love. And But see, you, you, you got to know what that means. You got to understand what that means, too. 
Okay. So on the last show, I prepped you with an overview of the subject. So to get that overview, again, listen to episode 135 on my YouTube channel, Catholic Alpha Radical, and click on the live tab. So let's get to it. The six reasons the marital embrace is more important for our wife and why. Now, real quick, as we go over this, remember these four important stats. Now, as you hear me talking about these, these six things, keep these four stats in your mind because this is the reason that these stats um, are, are, um, are here. Okay, so... Number one, the divorce rate is 50% or higher. The divorce rate is more around 60% right now. But, you know, so the divorce rate is 50% or higher. Number two, of the divorces filed, of the divorces filed, 70 to 80% are filed by wives, by women. Okay. So that, 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 there you go. Why is that happening? Why is that happening, man? Okay. Next one, number three, 75% of men are premature ejaculators. Ho, 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 there we go. 75% of men are premature ejaculators, right? Okay. Uh, number, uh, number four, 90% of wives never receive deep and fulfilling orgasms or sexual experiences. So, boom, that's why we have divorce rates of over 50%. Um, 70 to 80% of women file for divorces and because they are fulfilled as women. You've got to understand women, dude. You've got to understand women. A woman's sexual experience is directly um, directly coincides with her fulfillment as a woman. They go hand in hand. Okay? If you, if as a man, you're not intimate with your wife inside and outside the bedroom, and she doesn't feel fulfilled in that area, that means she doesn't feel that you truly love her. And so if a woman feels you don't love her, eventually she will do what? The emotional connection leaves your marriage, and eventually she will file for divorce. This is why if we neglect them, we don't make them feel like they're the priority number one. We don't place them first and foremost in our life. We put our job, our kids, our parents, whatever above our wife. And then on top of that, our intimacy is completely not adequate. Then this is why you have 70 to 80% of women file for divorce. Okay. And then on top of that, 75% of men, and I would like to, I probably would say that's more than that, but 75% of men are premature ejaculators, which means what? Before their wife could even have one sexual peak, they lose control and the sex session is over, which leads me to what? 90% of wives never receive deep and fulfilling orgasms or sexual experiences. And so they don't feel like they're completely loved by their husband. It's real simple. It's not simple. But once you know, it, 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 it sounds logical. Like, okay, this is the problem. So as a husband, if you know what the problem is, then what do you do? You move to fix it. You move to take care of this before it leads to your wife being one of those wives that doesn't feel loved and, and wants to file for a, a divorce. Okay. Next. So let's get started. Number one, quote part one of uh, St. John Paul. Man, it's, this is so hard to say y'all. St. Pope John Paul II. <laughs> it's hard, very hard to say that. But um, in his book, Love and Responsibility, um, he has a quote 
Uh, well, he talks, he talks about the mental embrace. And so I pulled this from that because he is a pope and he is a saint. And so the you know, theology of the body and all that kind of stuff. So I want you to understand that this is just not my, these things that I'm talking about are just not my point of view. It's the church's point of view as well. Okay. So quote part one, quote, we have defined love as an ambition to ensure the true good of another person and consequently the antithesis of egoism, end quote. So what does that mean? So I'm going to say it again. We have defined love as an ambition to ensure the true good of another person and consequently as the antithesis of ego. As husbands, we must, end quote, as husbands, we must never allow our ego to enter the bedroom. Once we do, we fail. We have failed as husbands, men, lovers, and givers. We must die to ourselves. Our desires and needs are important, but only as an afterthought to the needs of our beloved wife and that of the Almighty Father. Okay? Love, the definition of love, again, is ensuring the good of another, the well-being. I have the best interest of that person at heart. So again, I must ask you as a husband, if you as a man do not fulfill your wife in the bedroom and do everything you can to learn how and you talk to her and have conversations with her and about learning and learning about the church and things like that when it comes to the marital embrace, do you really love your wife? Do you really have her best interests at heart? Especially now you've been listening to me for any longer than two weeks, you understand that how sex affects women completely different then affects a man. Okay. So it's important for you as a husband to get off your butt and learn about your wife's body, how intimacy works with her. And you will see it will pay off my gentlemen. It will pay off. I promise you. Okay. Quote part two, quote part two, since in marriage, a man and a woman are associated sexually as well as in other respects, the good must be sought in this area, too, from the point of view of another person, from the altruistic standpoint. See, so we as we when it comes to sex, we have to understand we got to look at we got to look. And this is kind of what I'm saying, too. You have to look at the relationship from the side of your wife as well as your side. But through the eyes of God. Right. So you got to think about when I make a love with my wife. You know, from her side of the view, am I being a, a good lover? Am I being caring? Am I being intimate? Am I being loving and getting giving? Am I trying to give my whole entire self to my wife? And what does that mean? That means we must prolong the sex session. So two hours, if it takes it, for my wife and me to bond properly, to get into each other, to learn the mysteries of each other, to really, to really seek the good of of one of, of each other. Okay. Husbands and wives when married before God have bodily rights over each other. That's another thing people don't realize. The husband's body belongs to the wife, and the wife's body belongs to the husband. Therefore, the two are connected in all facets of life and must realize this. Okay. We um, we've got to understand, look, that this is why as a husband and wife, we are not allowed to deny each other the marital embrace. 
because once we make this, we make this covenant that we get married before God, then of course we're creatures and we belong to God. But on the other hand, more or, or more deeply than that, the wife's body belongs to the husband and the husband's wife body belongs to the, to the wife. There's no in between. It's called bodily rights. And so as that means what? That she belongs to me. This is why when another dude tries to hit on your wife, he is really, that's almost like a death of, that's like a death offense. Like you're basically assaulting my wife and assaulting me. This is why men, today it kills me how a man ain't supposed to do nothing when his wife goes out and mess with somebody and he goes and tries to make action to like to, to get his wife back and all that stuff. And everybody goes, well, he don't, uh, everybody goes, well, she don't want to be with him no more. That makes no difference. That makes no difference. She belongs to him. He belongs to her. She has no right to go out and give her body and her mind and soul to another man. She doesn't. She has no right in the eyes of God and the laws of the universe. Why? Because when you're married before God, you give over that part. You become one flesh. And people don't understand that. And then today, the government, the court systems, and other people get and other other people get involved in our marriage. Take keep your nose out of my marriage. Keep your nose out of my marriage. I'm getting so sick and tired of divorced women and single women and dudes trying to hit on married women and women trying to hit on married men. It's just disgusting. It's disgusting. Nothing sacred anymore. Nothing. And then a man, a man tries to be a real man and go and get his wife back for some from some from from some home wrecker. And then he's the one wrong. He's the one's wrong. His wife has lost her dang on mind and went and slept with another man. And the man's trying to go get his wife back, and he's the jerk. Does that, does that even make logical sense? Does that even make logical sense, man? No, it don't. No, it don't. A man's trying to call and say, look, you're trying to call and talk to her and try to get it up to get to be reasonable and say, let's work this out. And whatever I got to do, I got a guy. I talked to a guy yesterday, day before, talking about his wife divorced him. Didn't even tell him why. He still don't know why. Been divorced for a year. He don't even know why she divorced him. I mean, I could tell him why she divorced him, <laughs> but she didn't out of her mouth. Tell him why she divorced him. You know why? Because the court system got their big nose up in the man's marriage. The court, the government, had, the, the government could care less about your family, man. They could care less about the family. They could care less about you as a husband and her as a wife. They could care less. You know what they care about? Money. The lawyers want the money. And don't get me wrong. I know some good, good good lawyers, divorce attorneys that are good people. But it's a conflict of interest, right? It's a conflict of interest. You know, you get all this money to, to, to help a person get divorced. And then the government, don't they don't try. They don't make them go to counseling anymore. I mean, sure, I understand no fault divorce, man. I understand not to fault divorce. You know, it's bull crap, but I, just, but I, I know why they do it because it makes it easy. It makes the system go faster. It makes it gets it clears the courtroom, right? I don't care why you don't want to be. I don't care why you think you should stay married to your wife. She filed for divorce. It don't matter. I don't care. We don't care. We're trying to get. We're trying to unclog this court system, and this is why I tell people 
When you involve, when you involve the government in your life, you are no longer in control of it, women included. See, women wouldn't be going to file for divorce if they the ones got dogged out every time. But see, here's the thing. Women ain't got hit to it. If I file first, I get all I got all the advantages. Used to be men would file, and then they get all the advantages. But see, now the court system says this. Look, I don't care. Right now, I don't care who files. This is the way it's going to be. I don't care what state you in. For the most part, this is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to be. The woman is going to get the upper hand. That's just how it works. She's going to get half your money. They're going to make you sell your house if you got one. She's going to get half your 401k. She's going to get half your retirement. You're going to be paying child support. So basically right there, 75% of your money is gone. 75. This is why I be trying to tell guys, man, stop punking out and fight for your marriage, man. Because what's going to happen is, yeah, you're going to get divorced from her. Then you want 75% of your money is gone. I don't care if you got a billion dollars. 75% of your money is gone. She's going to get half of it. And then that's why I tell them, do not file, do not fight for your marriage, man. Get your wife to love you again and you love her again and make this work and stop punking out. Stop punking out, man, because you're going to lose in the end. Then you're going to marry another woman and you, you only got 25% of your income. How are you going to take care of her and another family? Oh, I'm going to get another job. I'm going to get more jobs. I'm gonna, okay, yeah, how long is that going to last? I tell men all the time, dude, if you can't make this one happy, what makes you go make the next one happy? How you going to make her happy, dude? You got to learn. This is why I tell guys, become my program, man. You got to learn. Your job here is to learn how to make women happy. Learn how they think, learn what they want, learn what they need, and how to give it to them. Stop thinking you know everything about women because you don't know a dang thing. Nobody knows about them. But what you got to do is you got to put things in place, man, so that your wife feels that you love her. Because once she feels that she ain't that you ain't together no more, that she don't that you don't love her, and you neglect her stuff, she will leave you. And what does that mean? Eventually, she's gonna take you and divorce you. Then what's that gonna do? The only reason why women don't divorce men more than eighty percent is because women are bonded to us; they are connected to us. And it's once a woman gives you her body and her mind and her heart, it is very hard for her to disconnect from you, to divorce you, to leave you. It takes a lot of courage. This is why women, this is why women need support when they leave their husbands and stuff. They need divorced women to tell them to leave. They need a single woman to tell them to leave. They need their co-workers to tell them to leave. Their parents, their father, whoever, to tell them to leave, to give them the courage to leave. Then they got to save up money. I don't care what kind of money they got. They got a six-figure job. Doesn't matter. They still got to save up money to go get another apartment or another house and all that stuff. So this is why women will. Well, they 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 plan. They plan, man. They plan for two, at least two years, at the minimum a year, to leave you. But you don't know. You know why? Because you're distracted. You are distracted. Okay. So. Another thing is also what's going to happen. Like I said, she's going to take your house. Well, no, they're going to make you sell the house. Or she's going to have, or you got to buy her out. They got to buy you, or, or she's got to buy you out. That's how the house thing works. Okay. 401k. How much 401k we got? Oh, well, we're going to stake that. If your wife is not working, it's worse. Bam. We're going to take half your 401k. So you got a, a million dollars in your 401k. Now you only got 500,000. 
You got a hundred thousand in your four one k. Now you only got fifty thousand. Okay, boom. But you know what? Most guys can deal with that. They can, but guess where they really stick you? Here's they really stick you. If you're any kind of man, here's what here's what the court system really sticks you. Well, you got these kids here. You got two daughters and you got two sons. What we're gonna do is they're gonna stay with the mama. They're gonna stay with the mama. And you're only going to see them uh, once every other weekend and one month in the summer. And one, uh, and you might get one night a week. That's it. That is not a parent, is it? You're going to lose your kids. And then your wife, if she really if she really is mad, if she's really mad and really upset, you know what she's going to do? She's going to commandeer the kids. She's going to take them from you. She's going she gonna to poison them against you, which is from hell, isn't it? That is from hell. Women need they so their women are so look if a look another thing too, man. If a woman will kill her baby, abort her baby, you ain't nothing when she gets mad. There's no thing guys don't think. They think they wife, you know, we run around for five or ten years, everything's so happy in the house, everything's so great. Piss her off. See what happened. She'll kill your baby. She will. She will. If a woman will kill her baby, dude, you are nothing when she gets pissed. And she starts to hate you and resent you. So you better wake and you you better open your eyes and wake up. And way you the way you fix all this stuff, man, is you fix it before there's a problem. When when the, when you when you see a small problem, you move to fix it. Why she still cares? When she stops caring, man, you you screwed. You get it back, but that's why you come. That's when you come see me, right? You come see me when she wants to leave and stuff. But don't wait until the end. Get your stuff together now. You know, they're going to take your kids, man. And then if you're a man, look, they can take your daughters, right? Because the daughter should be around his mother. They're around their mother. And that's that's cool. I understand that. But there's no way in hell a woman should raise a man. No way in hell a woman should raise a man. No way. Because they don't know how. They Boys, for the time, another thing, too. If you, if you got a son, when he's two years old, he don't know how to be around his mama no more. He should not ever be around his mother. Never. He should be around you, his daddy. You know why? So you can teach him how to be a man so he knows how you walk, knows how you look, understands how to be logical, understands how to treat a woman, all these things. How to be a real man, how to have to, uh, a work ethic. All of these things, and, and 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 you and your son can sit down and talk and have manly conversations with each other. That starts at two. Do not wait till your kid is 15 years old, 13, 12 years old. You're already lost him then. If you can't even man up as a man and, and keep your son around you, everywhere you go, your son should be going with you to the grocery store, to work if you if you when, when you can. If you got if you're going to the golf course, if you're going fishing. Wherever you're going, I don't care if you're going, wherever you're going, if you're going to a retreat or whatever, your son should be going with you everywhere you go. Why? So that he becomes attached to you. He knows you love him. You're his father and he wants to learn from you. It's your job to teach your boy how to be a man and his mama can't do that. But what do guys do? Oh, well, she's his mama and she ought to be, he ought to be around her because she's going to love him better and treat him. No, but you know what? Dude, that is a serious wuss. 
wives, women can only they can only show compassion to kids, to women, to boys. They can't teach them how to be a man. They can't. This is why you need a man, a husband, and a wife in the same house. Because they counter, they counter, they um they balance each other out. The man can't, the man wants to be more disciplined and more strict because he knows what it takes to be a man out here in this world. Women, they want to be more nurturing and they want to love him more and, 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 and look at his feelings and make sure he's psychologically psychologic, I'm sorry, <laughs> psychologically okay. Right? So you need that balance in the home. When you go to the divorce court and big daddy government says, well, nope, she gets them. You only get to see them one night a week and every other weekend. That's how it goes, man. I feel sorry for you, dude. I feel sorry for all of us. We have allowed this country to become so degenerate. We are not real men anymore. We don't even know what it means. You know, we let women run everything. And women aren't women aren't called to do that. Women are called to to make sure their home is is, is peaceful, to make sure their home is loving, to make everybody sure everybody in the home is loved, make sure everybody feels loved and nurtured. To make to take care of her husband. I don't care if she's a top executive. It doesn't matter. A woman's job in the home is not the same as at her job. At her job, of course, she has employees under her, and, or she works at a factory, or whatever she does. Her job and her job is not the same as at her home. At her home, her job is to make sure everybody feels loved, to make sure every, including the husband, to make sure her husband and God are the number one things in her life. So that her kids feel loved and are nurtured. She takes care of her home. She's like the blessed mother. And this is this is how a woman, a true woman, runs her home. But what do women do today? I gotta be a man. I'm strong and powerful. I'm, I can do all the things that anybody else can do. I'm 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 this. This is what I am. I'm mighty woman, superwoman. And then her home is falling apart. Her husband don't feel loved. Her husband wants to get away from her. Her husband can't even stand to be around her. Yeah. This is this is this is the state of America today. And men, we have allowed it because we ain't doing our job. We ain't on our job, man. We ain't on our job. Okay. So next, uh, the selfishness in us wants to deny this fact that. You know that we are that we own each other, bodily rights over each other. Okay, and for this reason, we as husbands and wives are always in conflict. No longer are there we are they are the husband and the wife merely two people of flesh and bone, but two souls becoming one flesh. But also important, each must learn to view the marriage and intimacy with the viewpoint of from the viewpoint of each other. This garners empathy and sympathy of each other's position and situation in the marriage, which in turn builds vulnerability and emotional closeness. You can't have a great marriage without vulnerability. You can't have a great marriage without emotional closeness. Okay. Quote three from Pope John, St. Pope John Paul II. Quote, it is necessary to insist that intercourse must not serve merely as a means of allowing sexual excitement to reach its climax in one of the partners example the man alone but with both partners fully involved in the present case love demands that the reactions of the other person the sexual partner be fully taken into account this is what i've been preaching for for two days and i don't like to say preaching but in this point <laughs> in this instance is is relevant 
if your goal as a husband is to is to climax and that's your ultimate goal, you will fail as a lover almost well every time. Every time because you're focused on yourself. Love is meant to be shared. So as a husband, your love is to, your job is to serve, to give. Your wife is a receiver. She needs to know that. Okay? Again, as the husband, we are charged to control ourselves, making sure that our beloved is present that would that we are present in the moment. The total and ultimate goal of the husband must not be to climax, but his ultimate goal must be what is best for God, his beloved, and his marriage. This is the mark of a great lover, a great server, a great giver. To never again consider his desires from his moment forward during the mental embrace. See, here's the deal. Guys know what to do, but they don't want to do it. It's too much work. Like this stuff I'm talking about, it takes work. If it ain't about dudes, if it ain't about sex, money, and, and rock and roll, <laughs> you know, and drugs, you know, alcohol, you know, we ain't trying to hang like that. Sex requires a lot of work. Marriage requires a lot of work. It does. Once you understand the, the meaning behind it and the concept and the mindset most guys, many guys ain't going to want to do that because that's a lot of work, Jerry. Look, Jerry, I just worked 12 hours, man. Can me and her just do it and be over with and then I can I can do what I got to do and she do what she got to do and then it's done. The point of it is, man, you're doing what you got to do, but did she do what she had to do? See, that's how it rolls, man. That's how it rolls. And if you as a husband do not understand the intricacies of intimacy of sex, you will fail as a great lover, as a great giver and a great server. Okay. Um, next quote four of by St. Pope John Paul II on uh, intimacy, the sex sexologists, sexologists state that the curve of arousal quote sexologists state that the curve of arousal in women in the woman in different is different from the man. It rises more slowly and falls more slowly. The man must take this difference between male and female reactions into account, not for hedonistic, but for altruistic reasons. There exists a rhythm dictated by nature itself, which both spouses must discover so that climax may be reached both by the man and by the woman, end quote. Okay, now this is a saint talking. This is why I'm telling all you people, if you ain't in the Catholic Church, you're missing so much. The Catholic Church has been around for 2,000 years, man. They got to answer for everything. This is a saint, a pope, talking about sex, about how important it is, how a woman must be pleased first, and the man must not consider himself. Because women, what? Rise slowly, and women fall slowly. And we talked about that already. So this is what I'm trying to get you guys to understand, man. God knows what he's doing. His church that he left in charge, Jesus Christ and his church know what they are doing. It's time for us to drop our egos and learn about our wives and understand what, the, what, the, what this man's talking about. Okay. As husbands, we must educate ourselves in the realities of the mental embrace and the body of our beloved. If we don't, we will never understand her rhythm at different stages in her life. When a woman is on her menstrual cycle, before her menstrual cycle, after her menstrual cycle, when she enters menopause, during menopause, and after, 
These stages in her intimate life are all different and require different attention by you, her husband, for complete and fulfilling intimacy. Intimacy. Dude, I cannot tell you how important those statements are. As we've talked about this last month, month and a half about a woman's body, is your job as a husband to know your wife's body because it will the payoff is extreme. You'll understand a lot about her, about how she thinks, her moods when it comes to the mental embrace. If you don't even know when your wife's menstrual cycle is, which every man should know, Every man, every husband should know your wife's menstrual cycle. If you don't, you're being derelict as a husband because her body and everything changes around, during, and before that time. And if you don't know that, you're going to think that your wife doesn't love you or doesn't want to make love to you, but that's not true. Okay? One thing about women, if you show that you care deeply about her, she will do anything you want. She will even make love to you when she's flowing on her period. And most women don't want to do that, that I've known every now and then, but most women don't. But they love you. And if they, if a, a woman knows you love them and they love you, they will do almost anything you want besides murder somebody. But you've got to show her that you are the man who deserves that, that you're worthy of that love. And one of the main ways that you can show that your wife that you are worthy of her gift is to put her first in the bedroom at all times. Okay. Next. Also, husbands must learn to control themselves and remove ego because women must be prepared for their love. What does that mean? You must prepare a woman for your love. Why? Because women have a lot of stuff going on. Women can do a lot of stuff at a time. Why? Because of the children, right? If a woman, it doesn't matter how many women, uh, I mean, how many children a woman has, five, two, 15, 20. She can, you can put her in a room with all 20 of them kids and she will manage it. She'll hear one crying. She'll hear one talking. She'll hear one saying some upstairs. She knows everything going on. Guys, our, we don't we, we we aren't unable to do that. We're focused. That's why they pull women off the front lines in the army. See, believe it or not, even the military knows women can't do every dang on thing. Because bullets are flying around them, and what are they doing? They can't deal with it. Dudes are focused. They focused. We we we're we're we're, we're in our natural being, we are focused. We're trained to focus. So if a bullet's coming around us, we're focusing on how to still do our job. You know, and they had to pull women off the front lines because of that. Because why? They couldn't do it. And that's not a bad thing. First of all, women, the givers of life, should not be in a battle zone. <laughs> Common sense. This is what I'm saying. This country has lost, we have lost our way so much. Women are supposed to be protected and loved and cared for and treasured. You don't put a woman in a fire zone with bullets flying around her. She's the giver of life. She can have the babies, the gift of creation. And what do we do? This is why, men, we have not been on our job. We don't allow, we put our women in situations, we just let them do. You can't let a woman do anything they want. Because they got emotional stuff going on. They don't understand that stuff. They start doing crazy stuff like wanting to be in a battle zone and getting shot at. It makes no sense. 
if you just think about these things logically, man, you start to see it makes no sense to have a woman in a battle zone when she can have a baby. <laughs> this makes no sense, man. Anyway, uh, see, these desire the uh, the women, the desires of women, they rise very slowly, but once achieved, her her desire falls slowly as well. So she rises really slow and she falls really. That desire stays around a very long time. Again, our ego and pride must never prevent us from understanding our wife's mysteries. Two more and we are done. Part quote, part number five. Quote, if a woman does not obtain natural gratification from the sexual act, there is a danger that her experience of it will be quantitatively inferior and will not involve her fully as a person. It is usually the result of egoism in the man who failed to recognize the subject, the subjective desires of the woman in intercourse and the objective laws of the sexual process taking place in her seeks merely his own satisfaction, sometimes quite brutally. So St. Paul to help bring that because that was long to help bring it in focus is there you have it. It is so important that husbands realize that he is duty bound to make sure his wife has at least one sexual peak during lovemaking. Why? Because if not, this disrespects her dignity as a human person. She becomes disconnected to her husband. The emotional closeness begins to leave and she subjectively will begin to resent him. Breaking the bonds and ties of marriage, again, the serving mindset, education, and knowledge of our beloved is key here. Yes, it's hard work, but the payoff is astronomical. Okay? Everything I've been talking about for the last two days is put in that part of that quote right there. That we as men can never put anything above that of our wives and God. We can't because it's detrimental to our marriage. Okay, so last one. Quote part six, quote. Uh, quote, there is here a real need for sexual education and it must be a continuous process. The main objective of this education is to create the conviction that the other person is more important than the I. In other words, sacrifice is the only way. Let's be clear. I am not saying, and St. Paul is not saying, that your desires aren't important as a husband. What we are saying is you must discipline yourself to put them on hold for a time. Why? Put her first. Become knowledgeable of her as a woman, her needs, and what, she, what, and what that means. You say you love her, then please no longer sit by and not educate yourself on her mysteries. Only then can you be the complete husband, man, and lover that she needs for complete fulfillment as a woman. You've been hearing me talk about, I talk about it all the time, that education and knowledge of your wife, her body, her mindset, her, her intellectually is the key to a successful marriage. Once she knows that you care about her, you put her first, that you have her best interest at heart, your wife will love you forever. This is one of the ways that you keep your wife around forever, that she'll never want to leave again. The problem I have with guys is they want to get their wife back. 
Then they do. They go back to the same old bum they was before, and their wife is like, no, I'm not taking that no more. This is why when a man's trying to get his wife back, she 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 um refuses to get back with him because in her mind, she hasn't learned, he has not learned his lesson. Women go, okay, I'm by myself. I make my own decisions. I'm making my own money. I got my own apartment. Um, and if, if she's messed around with another man, then I got this man who makes me feel good, that talks to me, that listens to me. He doesn't neglect me. So you want me to come back to what I was at? Why would I want to do that crazy mess? And before she will, she has to know without a reasonable doubt that you will not turn back into the guy that you were. Taking her for granted, not appreciating her. All the time. Women are high maintenance, gentlemen. Women are high maintenance. It does not matter the economic, the social or economic status of her. She is high maintenance. And if you as a man do not realize that and not just know it, but know how to, to put into action the things it takes to make her feel as a woman, as a true woman, because we all as a husband, as husbands, we want that, right? We, we want to make our wives happy. We want them to be fulfilled as a woman. We want them to feel loved. We want them to feel special, but we don't want to put the time in to make them feel that way. No man is perfect. And no one's asking you to be, but what we are asking, I, the church in St. Paul is we are asking you to man up, to learn the mysteries of your wife, educate yourself about the woman that you said you want to spend the rest of your life with, the mother of your kids, and stop being freaking lazy. Get off your butt and do something. Do something. Because a woman, once she's gone, she's not going to come back unless she feels that you are not going to be that same guy anymore. And that's the whole key to this whole thing. Okay. Next. So bring it all together. That was number six. Bring it all together. The Catholic church is so vast and awesome. Oh my God. It so is. Oh, I love it so much, but we can do our best to move closer to him through our thirst for knowledge of God, Christ, the Trinity, the marital embrace has many purposes, but as you have seen in these last two shows, it has the power uh, to make a woman feel used and unimportant as well. A husband's, as husbands, do we really want to hurt her and devalue her as a human person? If not, then again, we must real we must begin to realize our power as men, and how that power can be mistaken as selfishness if we get neglectful or lose focus. Saint Pope John Paul II's puts it straight out there in front for us to see, and gives us the skinny on how Christ and his church view the fulfillment of each spouse in this area, but more in particular, the fulfillment and satisfaction of his beloved wife and how care and patience must be taken to ensure her right to pleasure by her husband. Does the mother of your children deserve any less, gentlemen? Does the mother of your children deserve any less than your constant best? Catholics and Christians alike who deny the very importance of or trivialize the act of making love, also unknowingly trivialize the Father's creation of this beautiful and awesome gift given to the spouses. 
Men today have a warped and disordered mindset concerning the marital embrace. God created the world in seven days, and it was good. God created man and woman, and it was good. God created the marital embrace for them to connect for a lifetime, and it was good. Bam. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right. All right. We are back. We are back for our conclusion. Um, And again, before I go, I just want to say thank you for hanging out, you guys and the ones who listen on the replay and the ones who listen on my actual podcast, uh, audio podcast, Catholic Alpha, because I know it's a lot of (laughs) y'all. But I just want everybody to know that that. I really appreciate you listening. I really appreciate you sharing the show. I really appreciate you trying to, to, that you care for marriage and that you care about your own marriage and that you, you want it to be great and and you want your family to be great. Um, And I'm asking you, man, to spread the word and to really, you know, not just, you know, things about the guys in my program, they so special, man. (laughs) All the time they say, man, Jerry, man, my brother or my friend or my coworker or whatever, he's going through marriage problems, man. I just start I just start saying your stuff. <laughs> I just start telling him your stuff. And uh, I tell him about you and, and stuff like that. And man, that is a blessing. That is a blessing that you guys, my listeners, give back to the world. Oh my God, that is what this is about. That's what this is about. We all, if you've been listening to me any more than a week, you know that marriage is the center and the core of the universe. It is. The marriage and the family is the core of the universe, the center of the universe. And if you understand that as a man, then you you start to change your mindset that my family is important. My wife is important, not just on the days I feel like it, but every single day. And the fact that my guys and people who listen to me give back to the world Dude, that is awesome. That is a very awesome thing. Uh, because why? We're not sitting here showing cat videos, are we? We're not sitting here talking about doing silly videos that ain't that don't mean nothing in the big scheme of thing. The the big scheme of things. And what you guys are doing when you share this podcast, when you 
talk to somebody about their marriage and you actually try to help them, you are doing the world and God a service, man. Because why? That means you are conforming and you are understanding that no longer can you as a man, or I have a lot of women listen to, or you as a woman, no longer can we sit back and just allow the marriage and the family to just degrade to nothing. Because that's what Satan wants, right? Okay? And that's what the government wants. I truly believe that's what the government wants. They don't really care. They don't. The state governments or the um or the uh, federal governments. And you know how I can tell? It ain't about their mouth moving. It's the laws they pass. You know, if somebody if somebody was a divorce and they got to wait a year, like I know one state, I think it's North Carolina. I forgot one of them. You have to be separated for a year before you can get a divorce. Hey, I think that's really great. I really do. I really do. Because you know what? People come together, especially if they got kids. This is why you got to have kids, man, with your woman. Because if things start going bad, those kids will, that's the product of your love. And what will happen is, man, that will give you guys conversations to have when your wife don't want to be around you no more or you don't want to be around her. You know, and then that that's an opportunity for you guys to come back together. And that's why a year, at least the minimum, to get a divorce, you have to wait a year. Be, matter of fact, you have to be separated out of the house for a year. That is like a very great thing. Okay, so with that being said, we conclude today as we always do with a quote from Pope from um, Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray and prepare for battle. See you guys next Tuesday. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.